Further back, embolism. I'm thunderstruck. About to get going here. About to extricate three wide and five off the lead from Quantum Mechanic. Then Superstorm Irish Flame. And under pressure, Sierra Sue up to the corner. Second slip just in front of the 400 from So You Assume. Then Luna Fox to Fane needs it out. Now I'm thunderstruck. Run up behind that wall. Elephant, it's outside. Then came embolism. As they reach the 250, So You Assume from Luna Fox. I'm thunderstruck. Got out. Then embolism. They're across the track to Fane. Fane's bursting through at the 100 to Fane. I'm thunderstruck, stride for stride. I'm thunderstruck, finishes hard, get to neck in front and won the Turak. I'm thunderstruck from Tafane, Superstorm late. Quantum Mechanic in a photo for fourth with Embolism. Then came Ellsberg from I'm thunderstruck. Maximal, Laws of Indus, he's out very deep. Further back then to Love Tap as they approach the turn from Brev Devola. A very deep out, Private Eye as they straighten up now. And Forbidden Love and Apache Chase swing together. Clear from Vangelic, after Ruby into the clear, running on well. Then came Asar from Ellsberg, I'm Thunderstruck. Private Eye's coming right down the outside as Counter Ruby moved up to take the lead from Apache Chase. It's Counter Ruby getting a half length on Apache Chase. Then I'm Thunderstruck digging in now. Counter Ruby, I'm Thunderstruck, went boom over the top. I'm Thunderstruck, got up to win the Golden Eagle. Knocked off Counter Ruby. And I think Vangelic third in front of Apache Chase and Ellsberg. Quarter Mawunga about to peel three wide. Western Empire needing some luck. Regal power behind those horses. They were followed by I'm Thunderstruck Cascadian and she's ideal. 450 metres to go. Alligator Blood is the first to straighten. Clicks up and kicks away. Two and a half links in front of Western Empire. I'm Thunderstruck darting through over on the far side. Then came Mawunga and Cascadian down the outer. Alligator blood, 150 metres to go, two weeks in front, I'm thunderstruck, needing to get there, alligator blood tiring, I'm thunderstruck over the top, rumbling hard, I'm thunderstruck over it, it's just been alligator blood in a beauty. G'day punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. Obviously we're starting on a little bit of a sombre tone. The tragic news has come through today that I'm Thunderstruck, one of the best horses in, in Australia, uh, has unfortunately passed away due to a tragic accident. I'll get to the, the press release or what, what uh, the price camp released on Twitter in a second, but fellas, how are we doing? Yeah, good. A bit devastated about I'm Thunderstruck. He was probably one of my favourite horses, so... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Probably, probably, I'd say he's probably the second best horse to Animo at his absolute best. Sixteen hundred to two thousand meters, Nico. A bit of a shocker. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's a bit uh, heartbreaking. Um, yeah, I was watching uh, dot com after uh, 
the Price Kent horse that I backed Glory earlier. Um, yeah, Junior was on post post race and yeah, he full started crying and everything and it really hits home that there's a lot of people out there that want to uh, that want to bash racing, but you know it's more than just a punt and that. These people who look after these horses love them. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I'll, I'll read out the the price Kent tweet which came in about three hours ago devastating news unfortunately I'm Thunderstruck had to be euthanized this afternoon following uh, arthroscopic fetlock surgery he suffered a catastrophic knee injury whilst getting up after general anesthetic on behalf of all the owners and staff we are heartbroken so yeah pretty tragic stuff you can you don't really want to imagine what was even happening but as um, Sharky told you Nick when these horses come out of it anesthesia um these things can happen they probably don't really know what's going on and a flighty horse like thunder um yeah it just hasn't worked out at all all right let's get on to this week we're going to start with my new segment uh there's two little pieces of information the first of comes from across the ditch tokyo tycoon is one of the best two-year-olds in New Zealand right now for Tiakiao and he unfortunately has tested positive to a banned substance. Um, Tiakiao released a statement um, and basically what's happened is a stable staff has accidentally given a treatment to Tokyo Tycoon. It was meant to go in the box of another horse. Um, really, unfortunately, they've, they've gone to the wrong box. It's gone in his box. Um, and it's prohibited on prohibited on race day. So he's had that in his system, and he he's had a Group One stripped off him. So that's terrible news. But it doesn't look like anything untoward. And the other one was Blake Shin, another uh, swab irregularity. Um, he has taken a sleeping pill, and he came out himself um, two days ago. Basically, he says, "What well, I've, I've today been notified." I returned a swab, swab irregularity which has arisen from a sleeping tablet following a race meeting on February 25 so he's had an illicit substance or a banned substance detected in his sample as well so that doesn't bode well for Shinny he could be out for some time as well yeah what's a sleeping tablet like seriously it doesn't matter yeah but Let it's it's, it's like a an AFL player taking an energy drink that has a banned substance in it play like he, he could be out for a little bit you don't really know yeah i don't, I don't know where you can't, all that do sits, it, but you can't do it yeah, yeah. fair enough still to be like I'm when you get pulled over by the coppers and they say why are you speeding mate you're like it's only a couple of cases does it really matter <laughs> do you think it really matters different. to him it's the same it's the same thing i'm pretty sure armored sard took like a protein powder didn't he and he was out for like two years who was that armored sard there's been a couple football players um like you know take these things and they don't realise what's what's actually in them. Nico, you got a bake for us this week? Yeah. Bet three six five. Fresh off the press, punters. <laughs> so whilst I was enjoying my uh what I thought was gonna be a nice little fat drift, because Bet three six five, the world's well they were the <laughs> best bookmaking company. Um so how's this punters? They advertise that every race, every day if your if your horse is a bigger price at the jump than what you have placed a bet at, you get the odds drift. So anyway, I've backed Globe. 
uh, at a dollar seventy-five. Got into about as short as a dollar sixty earlier today. Back on the drift late. Um, wasn't really sure why. Got out to two dollars fifteen before um, before the jump. All of us, so he's gone one. Kick their heads in. Good, good, smart win. Yada yada yada. Anyway, sitting there, I had um, the one result of a multi, which was the final leg, and then I had a bunch of other multis setting stuff up for the weekend with it. They've paid out the last leg of the multi at the dollar seventy-five, and the rest of them are just sitting there in unsettled. So a couple of boys who followed uh, followed me in with the tip have sent me the slip and the same thing. So I was like, what's going on here? Anyway, I've rang them up, and apparently there's a story um, that there has to be a... Let me just get it up. So I'm just the Bet365 right price has to come up or something. So there has to be a Bet365... Uh, it has to be a 365 starting price. So when you look through the results, they'll have all the totes across Australia... The 365 tote and the 365 starting price. So if there's not a 365 starting price beside your horse, you're not eligible for the drift. So it's a non-drift race, which I've never heard of before at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. So just, just, how, just, some, just somehow fitting that every other horse who has won tonight has a 365 SP... But unfortunately, probably the best back runner all night that's been a dollar seventy-five at two dollars fifteen magically doesn't have an SP. So there's some fishy business happening here. I will be taking this further, <laughs> and I will be taking my business fucking elsewhere. If I don't get a, a resolution because that's simply not good enough. It's false advertising, and I'll take it as deep as I have to. Beautiful. Three six five. Three six five. Fucking game. This week. You may as well call you Karen or something like that. <laughs> well, don't advertise something that you're not going to deliver, but just another oh, way to enough. lose on the punt. Just, just another sick beat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into the racing. Day one of the championships at Royal Ranwick. We've got four Group Ones out there: the English size, the TJ Smith, the Donny, and the Derby. The rail is in the true position. It's a soft six at the moment. Uh, improving weather over the next few days, but there is. 90% chance of 1 to 5 millimetres on the day. Uh, Ranwick has had a little bit of traffic over the last couple of months. I'm thinking the fence might start to edge off. They might start to edge off the fence as the day goes on. What do we sort of think around track pattern? I don't know. Probably. Thanks, like Bob. You're giving us heaps. <laughs> well, I don't bet there, so that's not my problem. It's your problem. Oh, but... Give the pun of something for once. Um, no, I no, think it'll be, the track it'll, it'll, will be fine. Yeah, it's typical Randwick at championships. Like, it's raining. They'll, it's going to be rain on the day, probably. Well, so. it has actually been enough rain. We're going to be on a good track, Bob. So, yeah, well... Shows really how much attention you've paid <laughs> for the punters out here. <laughs> I did you're, giving them, you're giving them your B set, and you're giving them false track reports. There is no, there is no <laughs> set at all at Randwick. Anyway, There's let's no get set. into... We're going to go in chronological order. That's a big word. Race six is the Big group one English size. It's two-year-olds for 1,400 metres, over 1,400 metres. The favourite is number one, Cylinder, for the James-James combination. $2.25 from V8, 550 Brave Mead, $6.50. Uh, 
Don Corleone, 750, and then you've got a massive gap out to Empire of Japan, $18, Cafe Millennium, 19 Mahaba, 21s. Nico, here was your boy in the slipper. You're sticking with Cylinder here. Uh, yeah, I'm still not quite over it. <laughs> <laughs> Up there with uh, one of the better losing bets I've ever had. And uh, for the punters out there that want to know, the driver's actually taking this one to heart. He, he actually didn't even say anything today on... <laughs> On, on Giddy Up when Gareth no and, and James well he's uh, he's taken it to heart he's he's put a little dint in his strike rate he's only going at about 80% now not oh, the 100 wow. that he was out going at and he's taken it quite to heart so he he's um yeah he actually didn't didn't speak today but James passed on his tip uh, which we'll get to a little later in the program but um yeah I'm happy to stick with Cylinder J-Mac and Godolphin Sub three dollars grand finals, go up fifty percent strike rate, um, so they're exceeding market expectation there. When you break it down properly, um, I won't pinch the next little line that I was going to use. I'll let you use that. But um, yeah, this is coming through the right form line for for previous history. Um, yeah, I think he's a proper proper horse cylinder, and he might not have won the slipper, but I think he'll get the group one on his page that he. Uh, that he deserves on Saturday. V8, Brave Mead, good horses, but coming up from uh, far inferior form, they're going to come and do it at big boy level now. And then you've got both the uh, the Newgate Colt for Team Snowden. Um, I don't know what you really do with them. It feels like Empire of Japan's been up forever. And I, I don't know about Don Corleone, whether he's going to get 1,400 metres or not, but pretty happy to be with Cylinder and um, yeah I think I think he's a, a good bet I, I can see him starting shorter than what he is now wouldn't surprise me if he got into the red yep no I'm on the Cylinder train as well probably was a miss not taking $2.80 it didn't last that long mm. on Wednesday morning but he did open $2.80 I got two sixty. That's, That's a good bad. price as well. I'm spewing a little bit that I didn't take it. Um, the line that Nico has left for me is the fact that in the last four years, Godolphin have had two horses that have ran second in the slipper and then won the size. One of them was called Microphone. It was a decent little two-year-old. And another horse was by the name of Animo. He's, he's gone that? to do a few good things. <laughs> he only won this race by... 25 lengths. A modest couple lengths. Um he only does what he has to, though. <laughs> but I, I thought Cylinder was really, really good in the slipper. He did everything bar win. Uh, they went seven lengths above to the 600, so that's fast for two-year-old grade. Uh, he was only two lengths off the leader pretty much the whole race. So he, I know he got the suck run and he was in the box seat, but he did still have to sustain a, a bit of pressure. Came with his run. He presented as the winner. Shinzo got, a, got, got up alongside him on the inside of him actually and, and put him to the sword. He was just too way too good on the day, Shinzo. But here there's just not gonna be anywhere near as much pressure. I see horses like Bases Loaded, uh, Butch Cassidy, the gay bot horses, they'll go along and make it a an even tempo, but Cylinder should find the one one here. Um, I don't see any real problems with him stepping up to fourteen hundred meters. I know a lot of people will go Don Corleone, he'll he'll turn the tables on him and Empire Japan will turn the tables on him. But honestly, the way the the slipper was run, they probably had their chance to get past him there, and I don't see them turn the tables. V8 is a really nice horse. Uh, I was with him last start, but 
that that size, the Victorian size, doesn't they don't have a very good strike rate in in this race. And Brave Mead, he was just in a basically basically a barrier trial. He was in his own race last start in Mooney Valley, just walked in front, and he was way too good. There's six dollars fifty and five dollars fifty. Look, V8's drawn terribly. Brave Mead will go forward, but all things equal, if Cylinder can hold his rating in the Golden Slipper, then he does look the most likely winner. Any thoughts, Bot? Um, yeah, well, Cylinder will probably win. Probably about the right price, though. I was half Have interested. a bet, Bot? No. He's probably the right <laughs> price. Um, Brave Mead was interesting. Like I like this horse. He's mm. a brave smash out of a Galileo mare, so there's substance and um but the price is probably pretty screwed down like it's been backed in what price is broken like 11 dollars or something didn't it that was too big yeah yeah he's into yeah. six six fifty now yeah he's a he's a nice horse like he's a if, if he comes out and wins i wouldn't be it wouldn't shock me he's but, gonna but do it on the week back up sydney way oh well who cares um <laughs> well shinzo won the gold slipper on the back up yeah, but this horse has gone a different direction than he's never been before. And he's probably never seen it. doesn't race, make that much of a difference. Like, pressure. Like, he was in a walking race last week, which bodes well for the backup. Zip tone, but I don't know. I just don't... Do you reckon they'll... I, I think this is all just a bit too soon for him. Oh, it could be, but... I don't know. I'm, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that you should back him, but he's half interesting just as a horse because he looks like a yeah, nice horse. Yeah, no, definitely me. got talent. Him and V8, definitely horses for the future. Well, all right. I, I'd be very surprised if anything from the slipper turned the tables on Cylinder. Yeah, that's all we needed to hear. Nico, going to need you to have to spark up here because race seven is the TJ Smith. Group one, 1,200 metres, wait for age. Can the champ do it? That is the narrative. He's looking to do what no horse has ever done and win the TJ Smith four years in a row. He's won three years in a row. Uh, and the other horse to, to win three years in a row was obviously Shitako, which was only feels like yesterday. What a it feels a little bit like that because the champ, is, uh, he's, he's on the back rope and a lot of people want to be against him, but can he do a Shitako and win at a each way quote? We'll soon find out. Giga Kick is the $4.20 favorite. Nature Trip is $5.50. From In Secret, $6. I Wish I Win, 7 Private Eye, $8. Passive Aggressive, 14 Marzu, 15 Lost and Running, 16 Lofty Strike, 21 Firstly, Map. Nature Strip should be finding the front from 7, we think. Yeah. yeah. yeah For the first good. time in a long time, the champ is going to get left alone in front with no fucking pest. <laughs> Shades no of yellow squib. Could be a pest. No yellow squib. <laughs> Might have a Go on, read the rest of the squib map out for the punters. All right. in there. Well, I think Shades of Rose will come across and sort of sit OSL. Unless Nature Strip really wants to run them along, then she might just take a, a sit in behind from passive aggressive. Overpass will be right there in the box seat. Maria Mia won't want to be too far away. Uh, Marzu will be probably third pair on the fence in secret it's going to be interesting because she has been half missing the start a little bit this prep so how how she begins will determine where she ends up sitting on the map I thought Lost and Running is cast from 15 first up off only barrier trials yes he has been trialling well but it's still it's only trials going into a grand final Private Eye has got a little bit of a tricky map he'll be midfield or worse on the fence I would have thought Gear kick will be worse in midfield, but I think he will find the three-wide running line. I wish Owen has to go back from 14. Lofty strike I had just about last. 
Who wants to go first with their bets? Well, Bot won't even have an opinion or a bet, so... I'll have an opinion, but I won't have a bet. Oh, well, you go first, champ. Oh, well, it, it, it's interesting because if, if Nature Strip runs to his best, which he probably most likely won't, then he'll kill them. But if he does, then he'll win by five links. But, um... I don't know about five. I'll take one. Yeah, no, but <laughs> if he runs, if he runs like, he, to his best, like 110, 108... Whatever he's, they're not, they're not touching him here. Which he probably wouldn't be here if he wasn't going to be able to, to have any juice left in the tank bot. It's fair to say. What are you talking about? I'm saying Addy's 100 percent best. Yeah, and I think there's a chance that he runs somewhere near that. Not 100 percent, but I don't. No, he's not running that. <laughs> no, but he, I think he's going to run a, a run a race. Yeah, we well, definitely right, can. Give, give us your give us your opinion. Give us your rundown. This is your favourite horse. We want the narrative. Throw everything in there and give it all you've got. <laughs> no, let Bot go. No, it's not no. all narrative. It's straight facts from me. Yeah, well, well, in secret, Giga Kick probably should be about equal favourite, I thought. Um, private Eyes, there are thereabouts as well. I wish I win. Like, he's sort of got a bit fit in somewhere around there, but, like, I don't think he can win because he's, like... I still think he's sort of a 1,400-metre horse. I don't think he's a... Yep proper 1200 meter horse especially at this level who get run off his legs if lost and running was um wasn't first up like what did he was he what happened to him why was he why is he first up he's he's had a couple small problems i think right well he'd be interesting complete if he, pen job i don't know if he's a pen job but he's i would have loved get it if he wasn't first up um what else is there passive aggressive pr last start lofty strikes half in no no he's not interesting but he's like a pretty good horse going to the future but again he's gonna have to give him a start and you can't be giving him a start at this level, and then you're just left with nature strip. So, I don't know. I thought maybe in secret was half interesting, just off the um, the big number in the the um, uh, the new market. New market. Yeah. Um, the map's a bit tricky, but um, and she has been missing the start, so that's a query. But um, Giga Kick also missed the start last start. Um, and he's the Everest winner. Private Eye. I don't know if I'm that worried about the map. Like he was, where he fit like he sat like fifth or sixth in Everest, like, and that was pretty brutally run. So, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a blowout, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's in secret giga kick or just top end sort of ones winning. Anyway, Nick, tell us why Nature Ship is going to win by twenty lengths. <laughs> I was going to win by twenty lengths, but I'm the first to admit, and don't and don't worry, punters. I I have felt these last three losses more than any of you little fuckers listening. <laughs> Trust me, Benny can vouch for that. I have no, popped. I, it I was there with you, well and truly. I took a video of it. <laughs> I've copped it well and truly to the pocket. My favourite horse getting beat the last three starts. But I, look, look. People are probably going to listen here and they're going to go, Nico's just talking about his favourite horse. He just doesn't want to believe that he's done, blah, blah, blah. There's every chance that he's finished come Saturday. And then at the 300 metre mark, they're swamping him and he runs out the back. But to me, it just doesn't make a hell of a lot of sense that he would be taking his place if the camp don't believe that he's going to be somewhat competitive near his best. They'd have too much respect for the horse to let him go out there and get smacked. That's the way I'm seeing it. 
I'm seeing it when you look through his relative SPs. This is going to be his biggest SP in his last 17 starts. The only time he's SP'd bigger than what he has or what he's going to on Saturday was when he was going horrible when he had all these problems was when Classic Legend won the Everest. He still ran really well that day. I think he was 21 bucks in the Everest and he went at a brutal tempo and held on for fourth. From yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you're getting a, a luxury when you're talking about relative SP profile. Like, he may be gone and you may do your money, but what the what the market is trying to tell you right now at $5.56 is about a 15% chance at winning. So what you're trying to do is if you're if you're having a bet, you're you're having a bet on the horse running to the best of its ability. And if this and if the old boy runs to the best of his ability, which yes, I understand there's a question mark over, but he's not a six dollar chance in any in any world. Regardless whether he's gone or not. So if he's been one of yours or whether he hasn't, I just think he you can't let him go around a loser for you on Saturday and for the first time in a long time he's not going to be my main bet in the race I'm having two cracks in this race because I think there's only two horses that can win this race and people are going to look at me and go Nico you don't, you're an idiot you don't know what you're talking about this is the best sprint race that we've seen in a long time but I think you can find a reason that a lot of the horses in this race can't win but there's two horses, well, there's one and a half horses. NS is 50-50, whether he's there or not. But the new kid on the block is a horse that I'm going to have to learn to love because it's going to cost me more money than it's going to not. And Giga Kick is the new kid on the block. He gets Zach Purton, which is a handy replacement from Willow. He's going to be in that 3-4 back one-off running line, I would imagine. He's going to have his other... Uh, other, not dangers in the race, but he's going to have the other chances that the market wants to say. And yeah, I wish I wins private eyes and co next to him. Um, and he's just simply better than them, um, I think. So yeah, I'm having two bets in the race. NS, this has to be a non-losing result. Um, and the other bet I'm having is Giga Kick. But um, in secret is also my girl, but I I need to see her do it around the bend at this level before I can dive into her. She's going to be behind Giga Kick, so she's going to have to be very very good from there. And she's the draw just really takes her out of it. Twelve, she's going to be back near last. What about the um the the Golden Rose? Where she she's not going to sit anywhere near there. From fucking twelve, no, but she's like the she was pretty good around the bend. In oh, the, she's um, yeah, she's, she's a, been she's yeah, been fine a, around the bend before. There's a round a bend against the weak fillies, yeah, and there's a round a bend against the best sprinters in Australia. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't know if it's that much of it. All right, I'll go next. I'm going to start with the nature strip, um, the whole nature strip deal. I am in the camp that I do think. He's past his best. I could have a, a sentimental a sentimental saver. I think he will drift a little bit, but I am in the camp that he is unfortunately finished. 
<laughs> Ever since he came back from Royal Ascot, he hasn't produced a rating anywhere near close enough to win either an Everest or a TJ Smith. This is probably one of the strongest races he's ever bumped into in terms of sprinters on the rise, on the up, lots of different form lines matching. Um, and the big giveaway, from, in my opinion, from the camp is the fact that they've gone into the TJ Smith third up for the last three years. They've gone Lightning, Challenge, and then TJ. This year, he, he went to the Lightning. He underperformed. Look, I know people are going to say he didn't, he, didn't, um, he didn't get the lead to himself there, but it was a slowly run, fastly run Lightning, and he still disappointed. We had horses like Buenos Noches going past him late in the piece. And the fact that he has gone here second up instead of going to the challenge just tells me that they just want to go straight to the TJ to give him his final day in the sun. Um, I think if they had gone to the challenge and he had a bit beaten three lengths again, then potentially the jungle drums might have been beating that, that they retire him on the spot there. But I think... That is the narrative that I'm sort of going with. They're changing a winning formula because he's lost a few lengths. And listening to J-Max, uh, his, his interview after the, after the Lightning, he said he just didn't find those few lengths he'd usually find under pressure. So that's why I'm with the new kid, uh, Gear Kick. This horse, I just think the setup is absolutely perfect. The best form for the TJ is always the challenge stakes. Uh, the challenge was another walkathon, but he came, he rattled home in nearly 18 lengths above for his last 600 after pretty much buckling at the start. I think he'll get a nice even speed here. It won't be too fast. Barrier 9 for Zach Purton is perfect, and I think he'll be coming down the middle, which will be the best lanes. Uh, in secret, Barrier 12 is very tricky. James Cummings admitted him himself. He thinks, he goes, I think the map is a great concern. That is the quote from him in the Get Off News this week. I think the map is a great concern for I wish I win as well, and I don't think he's a 1,200-meter horse. He goes back from 14. Private Eye, I can see it is probably the danger. He ran second in the Everest, so I think it is between Giga Kick and Private Eye. Mostly, I don't think Passive Aggressive is quite good enough, but I can kind of get rid of In Secret, I wish I win, and Nature Trip. I'm seeing the, the, the race quite clearly. I will have a sentimental saver on Nature Trip because I think he'll get out to a, a price where I, I can have a... A bet just to square off my result because I will be kicking myself if he wins. He's been one of mine, but I just I just can't see it happening. I think Giga Kick announces himself as the world's best sprinter on Saturday. Mm. Mic drop. Narrative. Cool. All right. What's next? The Doncaster Mile is next. Sixteen hundred meter handicap. Uh, Mr. Brightside is favourite. Six dollars from Fangio. Eight dollars. <laughs> Alligator Blood, $10. Zoo Gotcha, $10. Converge, $11. Protagonist, $11. Osipenko gets into the field, $13. Golden Mile, $17. Mm. Someone else can go next because my voice needs a break after that. Oh, pussy. <laughs> but uh, any opinions here? Oh, I haven't done this, but um, Osipenko looks interesting getting into the field. Um, no, well, he's hateful because he's not running around in the second where he was a complete and immoral. Agree. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Negative uh, JC into this race from the second race. Well, who's Hateful. running him here? Group 1D. You've got to back him now. Oh, that's he's a moral then. Not Get on it, punters cannot lose. Oh, yeah, he's a fucking superstar. He's ridden two winners from his last 50. Two winners from his last 50. 
where two of them grew. Two of them. You want to keep sucking him off? They probably both grew ones. Numbers you want to keep frame, sucking him Nico. off? <laughs> no, he's, he's doing all right. Fucking squib. <laughs> I thought he was pretty good last start against Animo. That was slowly run. And he probably half cheated, but um, he's always been pretty good. Um, like he that that um, his first start when he he came onto the scene and won by four lengths. He sort of announced himself as a a horse that'll want sixteen hundred like high pressure sixteen hundred meters. He's only um, added to that. Obviously, the ones at the top of the market, Alligator Blood, uh, not top of the market, top of the weights, Alligator Blood, Mister Brightside, Fangirl, oh not Fangirl, um, like those those horses are obviously um, hard to beat. Mister Brightside is probably deserving favourite. Um, Converge is interesting. Ah, uh, not Converge. Sorry, Fangirl. She's half interesting, but at the same time, she's drawn Barry nineteen, and um, the the trainer is um <laughs> he likes to give his, his no horses no chance a lot of the time. Mate, Waller so. is the Doncaster king. I don't care what he is; he'll probably win it with another horse, but he's not gonna. Uh, like if 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 Fangirl is last, she's not gonna win, and I suggest she might be last from Barrier nineteen when she could easily be first half of the field and. Winning this quite easily, but he like the fangirl is probably the best. Not no, she's not the best horse in the race, but she's 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 not far off being the best horse in this race, and she hasn't won in a long time. Do you know and who she, was riding fangirl? Marrera. Marrera. Do you reckon he can even understand the tactics that Waller's going to give him? Probably not. He's probably <laughs> just going to do his own thing. He would just he would just try and like do a fucking um, like a headlock on or something. I guarantee you, Joe's not going to do. It. Anything more than what the other blokes have that are ridden her. She's just a nonny. She doesn't She's win. not a nonny. She's given no chance. But she's won one in her last 12 chance. Well, whose fault's that? That's Chris Waller's fault. Didn't she doesn't have a heart. And she's but racing Animo. I'm going to go next. Time. Well, don't race Animo and go to an, uh, an easier race. <laughs> I'm going to go next because I think she's a great chance, fangirl. At the start of the week, I wanted to pen her. I thought barrier 19, it was a soft six and there was rain around and I really wanted to get rid of her. But the more I look into the race, the more I think she is the Doncaster, she fits the Doncaster profile. I'm going to read out a couple of stats that I heard from Dean Watling this morning. Hashtag history. 14 of the oh last 20 God, winners of the do Doncaster this. Mile have drawn eight oh. or above. 15 of the last 20 have carried 55 or under. And Waller has won five of the last 13. So... Barry Nine, she will get back from there, but I think she's going to get her good four. I think there will be even speed in the race. She'll be able to slingshot into it. Magic Man will find the three-way running line. She's a massive finisher. She's run second to Animo twice this preparation and third on another time. And a few times she's had tired runs in transit. Look, I think she'll be getting to the better lanes. She's proven on a more genuine tempo. She ran second to uh, to I Wish I Win in a Golden Eagle over 1,500 metres. And she's fourth up now, peaking. This finally looks like her race without Animo. Look, I would have loved if she drew 10 rather than 19, so she doesn't have to go right back. But I just think some of these inside draws might be a little bit cast and all the momentum will be with the horses streaming down the outside. I think she's a great chance. And I think you just have to respect Mr. Brightside. He has drawn two. That's a little bit sticky in my opinion, but if Zach can just get the right run and then peel off at the right time and 
he is the defending champion and he actually gets in pretty well 55 and a half kilos um, i thought alligator blood this might sound funny but i actually think alligator blood is a bit of a query on a strong 1600 meters he might have proved that last up mm, i don't know about that but, but yeah he wasn't he wasn't good last up they weren't so quick but yeah, yeah. but still yeah this is going to be high pressure as well i reckon Nico. yeah I've got a bit of a theory with Alligator Blood. I think he has to lead. He's a bit of a control freak. And with Gentleman Roy in the race, drawn inside him, I'm not sure if he's going to find it. Tricky. Mm. I really wanted to back yeah. him just purely off SPs from yeah. last start. I understand it's hard to win a handicapper's top weight. And you have to not. be a good horse to do it, but I think he is a good horse. Like, I'm still undecided whether I'm going to have a have a bet on him or not like if you're with him last start at $2.80 you're getting $11 to find out it's a big and price. he he only disappointed because of his price like if he was $11 last start where he ran you're like oh you ran alright but he was $2.80 favourite this is what this is what Gator always harps on about it just comes down to their expectation because of the number in front of them so oh, the way I'm looking at this race pretty tricky race um been a bit of mail f- floating around for uh imported kieran's at duke de Sessa. Um, the numbers are good but the the distance i don't know about like it it was it was running over three thousand meters two starts ago but the numbers are good like it's a horse i'd probably want to back in a caulfield cup or something hmm. yeah well there's enough whispers floating around that you probably just have to have a little something on punters at 23 dollars hasn't it trialed well or something is that a different horse yeah no it's trialed well is that is it in a half brother to? I don't, I know the. Sorry, I'm just looking. It looks like it's a half brother to um that horse that won at Mooney Valley the other night. Hold on, let me double check this. Brave Mead. No, the the import that I backed in the um Australian Bloodstock colours. Let me double check this. So oh um. The horse that I said was going to Warrnambool. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it beat Teofilo Star. Oh. Yeah, um... Anyway. Whilst you figure that out. Speaking of Oz Bloodstock horses, no, I no, think... It's not It's not related well, to it. But it doesn't I think it. one of the main dangers to Mr. Brightside... Uh, I want to have something on Protagonist. I was really taken back by his win uh, first up in Australia. Um... I just hope he sort of bucks a bit of a trend. Um, I'm the f- I'm a big advocate for horses running best first up off the plane, regressing second up, peaking again third up. But this horse's form guide suggests that he normally improves from first up to second up. Um, gets a massive drop in weight from... Well, not a massive, but he gets a drop from 55 kilos to 50. Um, Zarex come out and... He's flying, I know, isn't he? Now they've figured him out, and he doesn't stay. Um, yeah, Zarek's come out, one again, so that form's solid. Um, you lose J-Mac, but J-Mac can't ride 50 kilos, so Benny Thompson's pretty airborne at the moment, and I think um, I'm more than happy to have him on the back of this bloke. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to have, have a bet, Mr. Brightside, small saver on protagonist's potentially alligator blood something yeah. small maybe Duke Decessa I know that's four bets but they're all at prices that you can like six ten 
11 and 23. Yeah. For me, protagonist, um, I just I just can't see him having the zip in his legs back to 1,600 metres. He's got no form at the mile. But I think in the Donny, I think there's probably four or five chances. Brightside, Fangirl, Alligator Blood, half chance. Osipanko is definitely a chance. Um, and I couldn't really get rid of Zoo Gotcha, even though I think she's she's right price at $10. All right, let's move across to race nine. It is the ATC Derby. Sharp and Smart, $3.40. Favourite has drifted after drawing Barrier 17. All the money has come from per- for Pericles, $6 into $4. Mark Don't Twain, $8.50. Manzois, $14. Japanese Emperor, $14. Elliptical, 17 Stroke of Luck, 18 uh, Andalus, 19 Full of Sincerity, 19 Can Sharp and Smart win from Barrier 17? I'm going to say he can. I think Bowman has to go back from the gate, um, but I just trust that this horse... I just think he's a little bit better than them. Um, he started a dollar forty in the New Zealand Derby. He hit the front pretty early in the piece there, and he was still strong, brave enough to hold them all off. A lot of people have got a, a query on him at twenty four hundred, but I don't really. Um, Manzois did beat him in the VRC Derby in the spring, but Manzois, I know he wasn't doing much before the, the VRC Derby. He was getting beaten a, a few lengths, but this time around he's been getting beaten by by the whole straight. So. I don't really know if he's going well enough to just turn the tables around that much. Um, Sharp and smart, won't matter if this is slowly run or evenly run. I think he's just simply the best horse. Roger said it, Hugh Bowman's got the job of uh, negating the barrier. It doesn't matter where he ends up on the map as long as he wins. And he's done a a fair old job of of winning. I think he is, what is he, 11 starts for, for six wins or something. So... Got a terrific winning record. Um, Pericles is definitely a query at 2,400 metres for mine. Um, there was talk that he could have gone back to the mile. He has stepped up to the derby instead. He sweated up in the parade last start and was just held out by Lindemann. He still ran really well, but if he sweats up in the yard again, then there's no chance he's running the trip out. Nick, what are your thoughts? Well, in breaking news, Bet365 has settled the bets. So what does that mean? Did you get it? Well, yeah, they've realised they fucked up. So oh, you got the better sorry. price? Yeah, it's drifted, yep. Oh, hooray! So, so a win. win for the punters. <laughs> so you wouldn't read about it. Still, the, what, are, what are they called? Number one yeah, They're betting. both the number one betting agency. Yeah. Surround for punters, gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Um... I'm coming with Benny. Um, should we tell Should we tell the punters of what Bot said about this horse through the week? About sharp and smart. Yeah, he's not that no, he's good. Not. No, 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 no. You're taking that out of context. You were saying he was he was going to win the Caulfield Cup and the Melbourne Cup. No, and then go I to did Hong not Kong. say that. I no, said that's what his that's what his that's what his um, trainer said. Like he's going yeah, to after, he's going to go to the Caulfield Cup, Melbourne Cup, and he's going to go to Hong Kong. He's not that good. There are the options on the table. He never said that that's exactly where he's going. He's going no, home after Saturday for a long spell, and that's what they're aiming up of. Aiming up you, but but you could say he knows where the post is. <laughs> shut, the, shut up. Well, he's only, he's only finished outside of the top two once, and that once he was beaten 0.7 lengths. Well, he must have a bit of a ticker then. Jeez. <laughs> 
He's got a bigger ticket than most of the Atlas squibs you back. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, well. Um, he never he never wins by big margins. Just That's, does what he has to, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. But he does all he has to. Because mm. you know what happens when the number's in the frame? There's no room to draw pictures. <laughs> so, Didn't he fall in a hole last start? He was left a sitting sitting duck at the four hundred. Just kept so kicking. What? Why? Why didn't he? Why didn't he win by five lengths? Why does he have to win by five lengths? He was first past the post, wasn't he? Yeah, well, I think the New Zealand's form is actually pretty decent. Like I'm giving a chance to Mark Twain uh, and Andalus. They they are the horses that come through that same form line. I think they could potentially be the dangers, and they'll be going in my quaddy. So I think everyone's just underrating the New Zealand staying form a little bit. Like. New They've Zealand form has been superior to oh, absolutely. Australian form all, all autumn. But that doesn't even, mean these ones are. It's completely different. But especially in the Derby and in the Oaks, um, they've had horses like Bonneval come over and absolutely destroy them in the Oaks. Yeah. Um, who have they had? They've had a couple in the, the Derby as well. I can't think of it off the top of my head, but there's been plenty of New Zealand breads. They're just stayers. Mm. The reason why all the Australians always go over there and buy them yeah, well, I don't know. I thought elliptical was maybe a little bit interesting. Oh, he was shocking last start. He was all oh, right through the lines. He's beaten six lengths. Yeah, well, I well sharp and smart. Still... Sharp and smart beat him over two thousand. He'll beat him over twenty four hundred. Sharp and sharp and smart beat him by point one of a length, and one of them's sixteen. Number in the frame, brother. One's a group <laughs> one winner, one eight. <laughs> one's a. Uh, anything else, Nico? Mm. Pericles won't stay, twenty four hundred meters. Yep. Fair enough. Um, yeah, just just bet up SNS punters. Japanese the Emperor. Dr- the driver, the driver mm. told me Pericles will stay. The only driver you have is your mum to the bloody work. <laughs> <laughs> She'll think Got that's him. funny. She listens to these podcasts. <laughs> Perfect. Shout out, mum. So <laughs> nice things about Mrs. Bot. <laughs> All right. Yeah. There's only two other bets I've got on the day, and they are close to good things, I reckon. So, race four, number three, sequestered. She goes around in the Adrian Knox, and she'll be going to, likely going to back up in the ATC Oaks next week. She is a $2.25 favourite. Um, there's not much you really need to say about her. She's been zipping home in good splits. She's done it on the clock late. She's been the fastest home in pretty much every start of hers and stepping up to 2,000 metres looks ideal. Barrier two, she should get a nice run in transit and it screams of Colette. The only better thing is we get James McDonald. So I think she's a very progressive filly by Piero and she can be winning the fourth. Um, the Adrian Knox has been a great form reference for the, for the ATC Oaks in recent years. I speak of Colette and a couple of hours. And then in the last Opal Ridge, this horse might be something pretty special this filly um she absolutely bolted in last start she came from well back and she sizzled home in really good sectionals um i love the fact that they are keeping tyler shill on even though he can't claim as an apprentice here in a black type race that's how much faith that they've got in him and i love to see that Barrier 10, I think that's the perfect draw for her. Put J-Mac on. <laughs> J-Mac's riding the Godolphin horse, and I'm going to tell you in a second why Opal Ridge will be beating her. Uh, Opal Ridge draws Barrier 10. She came off an even speed last start, 
and the overall figure was awesome. 12 lengths above. She ran the fastest six to four, four to the two, and two to the post. She absolutely ripped home. The only thing I don't really like about what she's doing is she is laying in a little bit. So that's a little bit of a concern, but hopefully she learns to, to flatten out and run straight as her career progresses. Barrier 10, I think, is perfect. She'll find the best uh, ground late in the day. Paracel was a little bit gifted. Even though I was with her last start at the Valley, she was a little bit gifted there. Uh, in the Typhoon Tracy. It was a fast race, but she got the rails run and she was falling in a hole late. She ran the eighth fastest two to the post and I think she was just in the faster ground and was able to, to hold them off. But I'm pretty keen Opal Ridge looks one of the better bets of the day. Nico? What about what about Osipenko in the second? Weren't you keen on that? Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Why are you going to bring it up? <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> we might just skip Bendigo. We might just give it a miss. Already. No, don't do that. That's only good bets are. Ben, ben and I don't really care about it, so we'll just skip it. <laughs> exactly. Um, right, Nico, best bets? Well, the punters care. The punters care. <laughs> they don't want to listen to your jug. I don't know if they do. <laughs> they do. They really don't. I hate to tell you, bro. Um, recap of bets in Sydney. Back in Cylinder. NS Giga Kick in the TJ. Uh, Brightside Save Protagonist, Alligator Blood. And then Sharp and Smart in the Derby. And I probably will back. Come with me. Opal Ridge in the last. Oh, fair enough. No. Alright, let's go to Bendigo. Oh, it finally. Is Rail True. Good racing. Quite, you can pretty much take over here, I reckon. Rail True. Um, what is it at the moment? I think it was a soft track at the moment, but we're, but we're thinking it might get back to a good or it's soft five at worst. It's soft 17 degrees on Saturday. But what are we doing? Are we doing six, seven, eight? Oh, you're telling me. We'll do six, seven, eight, sure. All right, we're doing six, seven, and eight, and then you can give uh, all your other bets at the end. Race six, it is the St. Ledger Trial. Queen Air, the top weight, 60 kilos. She's even money. From uh, Northern Barrage, $7. Promises kept, eight fifty. Triumphant Miss, $10. Midnight Glow, 12 Kentucky Nick, $12. Bit of a one for you there, Nico. Uh, but It's got none, just like Nico. <laughs> but Queen Air, $2. <laughs> right price, wrong price. She's got to give him six kilos here. Does it matter? Oh, it's probably about the right price. Maybe a little bit short. Um... She prob- she could probably just come out and smash them like it is the Caulfield Cup favourite. <laughs> that is just disgusting. Oh, anyway, um, yeah, it's probably about right-ish price. Probably you probably get two twenty late Betfair probably stays firm at that two dollar price. It could probably get absolutely steamed, but um, what'd you make of the win at the Valley? It was pretty good, wasn't it? Oh, it was good. I don't know if it was Caulfield Cup winning material, but it was good. <laughs> Like there, were, there was quick time, there was margins, and she was quick late. Um, like she ran like the fifth fastest last two hundred in the meeting. Like she's obviously talented, but um, this is a big field. She's she does. I it, 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 I think weight's a little bit stupid, but she does have to give him six kilos. Um, but yeah, she should be she should be going forward. I would imagine if not, then then you'd probably be scared if you're taking the even money. But um, the horse I thought was interesting. Uh, it was Northern Barrage. I know I guess the concussion plates on when I saw that. I almost threw up because I wanted to back this horse. But um, uh, it was... Um, it, it obviously just needs ground. And at the the first time I got to 1,800 metres behind Hennessy Lade, like it gave him a stupid start and um, ran third there. Like it, 
in my opinion, if it was closer to the top of the field, like it goes a lot closer than probably finishes third. But it, it did finish third, but I would have thought it finished beat maybe a length rather than seven, and then um, and then went to Sandown again behind Pericles and was very 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 strong late from the back of the field. I think it will be Ford from Barrier Three. I think it'll finish uh, settle in the first half of the field, um, and I think it's a pretty good bet at around. I think I think it'll continue to drift because it's got the concussion plates on, which is a little bit gross, mm. um, and it is a while between runs. But I think it's actually a pretty nice horse, and I think it's pretty much a good thing in the St Ledger um, in a couple of months, unless something down from something from Sydney comes down. Um, the other horse I sort of was half interested in was Triumphant Miss, but the price has gone off. So um, yeah. I could probably bet here. I'll probably bet Northern Barrage late because I think it'll get out to like nine dollars late or something like that. But I, yeah, Queen Air could just smash them and and could go on and win a Caulfield Cup. But you know, <laughs> we'll soon see. We we joke about it now, but we'll we'll find out later in the spring. All right, no, race she's seven. a nice horse, but it's, it's she's favourite for the Caulfield Cup. Yeah, that's just futures for you. All right, Bendigo Guineas race seven, fourteen hundred metres listed set weights and penalties. It's a very well, it's $5 a field pretty much. $4.80, Marble Arch, $4.80. Is it me, $5.50. My Ballame, $6.50. The Fortune Teller, $9. Meredith, $10. Elkington Road, $11. Sorrel Rising, $16. And Running By, $16. Form lines from everywhere. Cast gates, different jockeys, different stables. This is all over the place. It's a bit too hard for me, but Bot, what do you got? I was going to ask you if you had an opinion, but... um. So this is quite interesting because I, I hate the favourite. Marble Arch is a favourite, isn't it, still? Yeah, yeah. Correct. 480. Yeah, I, I think that's a bit short. Um, I think it wants a lot further than... It's, it's mum um, is actually a, a hurdler. Like, it, I think it raced at, um, I don't know, some, somewhere in New Zealand. Like, it's, it's a hurdler. Um, I think I think it wants a, a lot further than 1,400 metres. Um, and it's doing it on class, but... I'm a little bit worried about the map for it, and um, hasn't actually done. It's been in slowly run races, but um, hasn't hasn't done a massive number yet. But it could come and do it. So, and the SPs are there to say maybe it will. But um, I was happy to be against it. I don't think there's much pressure to be. Um, I don't think it'll be. I don't. I don't know if it'd be very fast run. I think it might be even to slow. The horse I wanted to be with here was Waltz on by. Um, she won a, a thousand guineas lead up. Um, uh, beating Jenny Jerome and a couple other ones um, at Sandown. She was she did get the PR there, but I think she leads here. And I didn't think she was that bad in a fast run race bet- behind Parasol and um, what was that other one that's going around in Sydney or something? I don't know. Um, uh, and yeah, Ballame, my Ballame interested me for half a second, but it's been up forever, and I think it's I think it's had its um, time this preparation. The other horse I want to be with, so I'm, I'm backing Walton by, and the other horse I want to be with is. Is it me who I'm still recovering from last start? Like, oh, mm. this is the one that interested me. <laughs> yeah, like this. Whole, I think this is a very good horse, and I think I was right in saying that it's it was, um, yeah, that it was up to, um, up to. Yeah, should have won by two was, lengths. <laughs> yeah, it it should have won last start. Um, and um, like it starts prior. I think it would have. Um, like they were in very slowly on races and it zipped home. But I thought. Um, the other horses were were cheating, by the way, in, like in the slowly run race because it wasn't able to. Like it's it's physically impossible for him to put mm. more of a a space on those horses. So um, 
the the gates obviously a bit tricky, but surely they just go forward and make it. That was my only concern. Know. I yeah, want like I want to back him. Yeah, I don't know. But it's just Barry Thirteen. I don't know. I, th- I think he's a pretty good horse. And he's he's a bit he's a pretty big horse as well. So maybe he needs room or something. But um, uh, yeah. So is it me and what's on by were my bets there? But um, Alkington Road and Fortune Teller are maybe half interesting as well. Yep, but, yeah, bit of Guinness for them. All right, beautiful. Let's go to race eight. It is the Golden Mile. Munamek is 13th up, I reckon. He's $2.50 favourite for Nick Ryan. You could have got $5 all in, so that's a little bit of a miss. But anyway, Here to Shock is $6. Just Folk is $8. Quality Time, $8. Another one, $11. Visionari gets could get his wet track, $13. Inspirational Girl, $19. And Earlswood, 21s. Munamek, absolutely flying. Uh, a repeat performance down on 54.5 kilos. Does he just win? Uh, well, this horse has been. Um, Nico has been saying this horse is the RSPCA banner horse for the oh, last. I'm a massive seven runs. runs. It was a bit of a joke <laughs> for the I'm last big, seven runs. I'm a big runs. fan of Munamek. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, sure. Celebrated you... with the winning connection. <laughs> yeah, you're a winning last night. I launched. You're you're a winning owner, mate. He's in Ooh. the winning owners bar at the Valley. After. Full fucking credit to that horse. What a star. <laughs> Couple free um, beers. Yeah. Well, he's good for Hachi anyway. But I think the map the map's a little bit tricky for it. Um, maybe not as easy as last start. And I know I know he's been up for for ages and he keeps keeps running well. But surely there's got to be a point where he's where he's got to regress. And um, mm. with the not so great map here, I thought maybe maybe that maybe it could be here. Um, the horse I want to be with is Visionari. Like it's a, I, I think he gets the PR behind Rambler Rebel who want to go quick and then. Probably sits outside here to shock. Um, gets a soft track that he wants, and like this horse started six dollars in the oh, five fifty six dollars in the the Crystal Mile. Ran set was he? Did he run second to Tuvalu in the the championships or or the 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 spring champion? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he, he did, started. Yeah. He started. Oh no, yeah, that's wrong. Uh, where am I reading that? Um, we started two sixty versus Tuvalu in the the David Burke. Um, with Geordie Childs on, he, he he does have Bone Burton's on. I would have loved to have uh, Jamie Carr or Jordan Childs on, but um, obviously they're unavailable. But um, I think he gets the perfect ride. Um, and just being against the favourite, I don't. Here to shock was half interesting because he gets a decent map as well. But um, I, I, I couldn't get him as short. And then he just folk um, half interested me as well because I think he's. This is the target race for him. This preparation, he was forward first up. In the, in the mounting yard, and um, and obviously Josh Julius's um, trains in Bendigo. Home track, so, yeah, home track. I th- and he, he raced well in the Seymour Cup at this track, as well. So I, I thought he was half interesting as well. So I could back Just Folk and Visionari to knock off the favourite here. Those the old Seymour Cup at Bendigo. Yeah, yeah, but Visionari, Visionari is like, I think Visionari is the best horse in this race. No, no, that's wrong. Inspirational, <laughs> Inspirational Girl is the best horse in this race, but. Uh, she's not being managed too well at the moment. <laughs> Understatement. Yeah. All right, those are the three races we're going to take a, a deep look at. I, I thought Monomac will be pretty hard to beat. I'm not sure if I'm going to make him a bet just yet, but Bot, what else you got for us on the the rest of the card at Bendigo? Um, yeah, Bendigo race one. Um, I'll bet two horses here. Uh, the first I've already bet is Imperial Lad. Um, I think he gets the lead or, or thereabouts with um, No Name Lane. Um I think he's a pretty good horse. Like he was second to uh, no, he beat um, uh, Sosibon 
um, that time at, at Caulfield in the when he knocked me off and I was I backed Stosi Bond he knocked me off he was on the back up there um, I think 1600 meters is no sorry not 1600 meters 1400 meters is probably just his best trip um, and yeah I think he's got some numbers that could knock off this favourite if he's not at his best after a after a wind operation and being first up but at the same time he's so exciting like he's such a good horse like he he, he ran pretty much a number that I think could win this race on debut with with sectionals to suggest he's 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 even better than that and then he did that at his second start so it sort of just depends how how well elation is going and like how if he's recovered from his wind operation and all that sort of stuff but um like if he gets a drift, which I probably maybe suggest that he will, like two seventy, two eighty, then I'll be betting elation. And yeah, my next best, my next bet is race four. For the, do you want to do the little thing you do? You say that what <laughs> race four, twenty four hundred meter benchmark, yeah. eighty four single piece, two fifty, Mister <laughs> French five, Kabosh six fifty, Sule Najay nine dollars. A couple of these look wouldn't look out of place at Warnable in May, but <laughs> Over the tell jumps. us who you're backing, mate. <laughs> This horse is going to go to a fucking maiden early. Who, the OTI horse? Who? Horsing, no, horsing for wait till you hear it. Go no, on. To be fair, how many of these are actually going to, to um the hurdles? Probably Mr. French will probably no, I'll tell you, there. hold on. Tell them your best and I'll tell them which ones are going. <laughs> well, Kabosh won't be going there because Waller will send that to Brisbane instead. He sends his slow ones to Brisbane no, instead of Valak, the hurdles. Valak's a jumper. Sauna Boy's a hurdler. St. Eustace was bought to be a hurdler. Yeah. He's trained by Pateman, so he's a jumper. Um, Hint of Stars will be a jumper. Galligotis will go jumping. Well, Heaney Tower will be a great jumper. Yeah, but well, Heaney Tower will go jumping once Eventually. his flat career is finished in He'll those colours. Um, and so, Sing, so for Peace, Noir, so Sing for Peace. Sing for Peace will go jumping. He'll be like the horse that we backed. That escapes me. No, Who'll Sing for Peace is Sing for Peace is pretty progressive. I thought. Yeah, but he'll go jumping. Eventually, oh, it'll catch in, up with him. He's a one years. bat stayer, but <laughs> he's a whack away stayer. Tell us who you're backing. Uh, is will, will Kabosh be jumping? What do we think? Man, no, he's going to Brisbane. A, this bloke should be in a can. <laughs> he's going to Wait. Brisbane like the rest of the slow waller horses. <laughs> well, he's my best bet of the day at Bendigo. Well, fuck me, dude. <laughs> oh, he's a bit sickening, but but this horse like. Look at his form. He, uh, past 2,400 metres, he's 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 just third, beaten uh, three legs behind Port Phillip and... Um, what was that other horse called? Port Phillip and uh, the other horse in the yellow and blue colours. Um, I don't remember the name of it. It's not coming to me. Yeah, and then third behind White Marlin, even though it was absolutely smashed. And, and he also, like, he ran third in the, the, the Brisbane derby. Up there, like his form above twenty four hundred meters and the ratings he's run, I think I think win this quite often. And Kissinger like, Sink- is the horse you're thinking of. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, Sing for Peace is obviously progressive. Like he's he's done it pretty early, but at the same time, uh, he's still got to do it. And he's priced like he's a he's, sure. he's done it. Like he's what if he's like two forty something. Yeah, two fifty. Yeah, yeah, like do you do you want to take two forty on a horse? With Talia Hope riding, she's six from her last hundred. Like, yeah, no thanks. Um, yeah, Kabosh drawn inside. It'll probably be Ford-ish, and um, yeah, like a twenty-four hundred meters plus. This horse's ratings are very, very, very competitive, if not winning. And you're getting, I think you're getting six fifty, which I think is 
very big and Mr. French will lead but um, I think he's pretty limited Yeah. and Wahini Toa is the same thing like he'll be four but limited any other and, the, and the rest are jumpers, like genuine jumpers. So this, this is a, this is a, it's a stupid price. It's a jumpers This fight. bloke should jump. He hasn't won in his last fucking ten starts, but give me a spell. Kabosh. Yeah. <laughs> He's two from nineteen. This is a weak race, but like yeah, he is a weak horse. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he ran third in a group one. That's pretty good form for this. Oh one, wow, superstar! Because yeah. his own fucking age group doesn't count. When was the last time Nature Shoot won? <laughs> <laughs> nature Strike has won overseas Nature Strike last... no, he's won nature Australia since he's been back I think that was Nature Strike you, yeah. you are not seriously c- comparing Kaboosh <laughs> to Nature Strike <laughs> Kaboosh <laughs> uh, right, I think I think I think Valak won overseas wouldn't he Sauna Boy probably won overseas maybe Long Arm did as well yeah I think Long Arm did straight us into action what other bets do you have bought uh, was that um, it oh, oh Foxy Frieda I'll back maybe Belle Savoir but no you're not allowed to back Foxy Frieda I want to back her okay well me and Nico are lining up so <laughs> she's got none mm, if you back her maybe don't back her then punters um, no, just not you you don't back it the punters can because <laughs> I am did Outback Action run tonight yep it did. ran out the back because it's a heartless squid oh I was going to back <laughs> Lucky it ran. You weren't there. actually. Yeah, I was going to back out back actually. Oh, but it, if it I don't know out. how you do it, you stick up for some seriously <laughs> heartless just animals. <laughs> yes, I oh, All right, he's done. You got, got anything else? Three lengths. I've got some bets. One spot stops three. Oh, and oh, I, you could, I, could, I, could, I could back build the boxer as well. Oh, fair enough. Nico, you got one minute. Then I've got one minute. Go. I'm backing race one elation if he drifts. Race five, I'm backing Foxy Frieda if Bot doesn't bet. <laughs> um, don't want to back, don't want to lay Queen Air in race six. I don't have a fair opinion in the Bendigo Guineas. Backing two horses in the mile. Munamek saving Vizanari, even though I question how much ticker he's got. Uh, he's one of mine, unfortunately. <laughs> and I, my best value of the day... I've spoken to, uh, I know, one of the owners of this horse. They're shattered that it's going to be a touch drier than first thought. Barrier 18 doesn't help. But, um, yeah, if she drew a little bit better and had a little bit more cush, he'd be saying, he was saying that it'd be, this would be paying for our warnable money, but not quite uh, there. Number one, bless her. Um, she has got a massive drop in grade. She's running. Much better race races nine. than this. Race nine, yeah. Yep. She's running much better races than this um, to step back in grade. Um, hopefully she runs well. I think she'll definitely outrun her SP. I think she's a very, very good each way bet. And I might have a good crack, I reckon, at $16. That's just a silly price. Is she Wonga and Beyond again? I would think so. Um, yep. But it's been a while since she's been in a benchmark 84. Yep. How much longer until the ball starts? Five weeks. Oh. Counting down, Nico has got the. This uh, time in five weeks, Benny and I will be dead set down, defeated and filled up. Hopefully, Nico's got the hourglass out, and he's, he's ready to he's ready to launch. We'll, have, tip, we'll have tipped the card this time in five weeks. <laughs> but 
We'll the only other up. bet I had was in race nine, the benchmark 84 over 1,100 metres. I think my numero uno, number five, will be pretty hard to beat. I thought he was outstanding. First up at the valley over an unsuitable trip of 1,000 metres. Midwest was many punters' best bet of the day there. He started dollar ninety, and he was able to get the best run, held the fence, and held off my numero uno. My numero uno did have to sort of loop the field. The rating was really good, 10 lengths above. They went out pretty fast, and they came home pretty fast as well. So that's always a good sign. Bodes well stepping up to 1,100 metres. Barrier three is a little bit of a concern if he doesn't begin well. Um, but I don't think we need a bet right now. I think we can just wait to see how the track is playing. But Nick Ryan absolutely flying right now. And this horse is a winner. Five, uh, Eight starts, five wins. I'm chopping on him as well. He's one of my, my numero. Yeah. All right. The only other bet... Oh, Nick, Nico, I'll get you to mention the New Zealand one because you, you can probably reel that one off a little bit better than me. But we go over to Perth, race eight at Ascot. We see the return of of a very good filly. Her name is Amelia's Jewel. Obviously won the Northerly Stakes last start and she is six out of seven. But I'm against her first up at 1,100 metres. I think there is a horse that can knock her off. His name is Red Can Man, number three. He was really good first up, but he was run off his legs at 1,000 metres. Acarantula beat him there. But he had the big $2.20 SP. He stuck on really well. He was only beaten just over a length. This Saturday, he draws barrier four. He's going to get the absolute dream run while Amelia's Jewel could be well back in the field from uh, over 1,100 metres. we got to remember that she she won over 1,800 metres at the end of the last prep. I know she's targeting the Quokka over 1,200 metres, so if she just comes out and smacks me here, then full credit to Patrick Carberry and Simon Miller. Too good. Um, but Red Cam Man is currently $6.50 the win. And two dollars forty the place on bet three six five. So I think he looks one of the better place bets around the country. I'm having four parts the place, two parts the win. I can't see him not running top three um, if he just improves slightly off his last start. His last two eleven hundred meter runs, he ran second to this test yard. That horse dead set should have won a window bottom, was unlucky, and then he beat Malkovich at Caulfield over eleven hundred, run that squib down. So pretty happy with that and then even before that his his last 1100 meter run before that he was only just nosed out by elite street so that is the best sprinting form in wa nico yeah one across the ditch from mick guren who when he talks like this he's very rarely wrong last week he he nailed his four bets that he had um he is tipping the two-year-old in the sires over there, a two-year-old cult called Torabrand. Torre um, Opie's riding it. This horse has been um, super in his five starts to date with three wins. Both defeats have been to Tokyo Tycoon. Um, the cheat. Well, yeah. <laughs> The junkie. Yeah, that's how you want to look at it. <laughs> um, yeah, this horse will just be winning again. He's handled the second favourite. Um, last time they faced each other, Opie's extended his, um, or delayed his suspension, I should say, from that he received on Imperatriz in the William Reed to after today to ride this bloke. 
Uh, Mick Gearan thinks he will start somewhere around $1.50 and $1.60 and they won't beat him. So when he talks like that, uh, I listen and it's been very fruitful for myself in the past. So I suggest you get on our punters. Still about $2.20, $2.30 available. Beautiful. Bot, you got anything? No, that's it. What do you think about um, the the Claire Lindop stakes in Adelaide, Bot? You reckon... Then dollars a bet, eleven dollars for the punters. As time goes by, it's favourite. You I can have a, a she is a pretender. I haven't looked, but um, what, what I'll do that in a sec. What's the back back lay and pray? What are we doing that? Back, back lay, and, lay pray. and pray. Do you, do you guys got your stuff ready there? Yeah. Yep. All right, you go first then. Me. All right. My best back is Kabosh. Um, my best lay is. Amelia's jewel in Ascot because that is a stupid price. I don't care. Yes, I love it. <laughs> ben made me look at that last night. It's like the dumbest price ever. How is that? It's two dollars forty-five. Yeah, back. I, yeah, I agree, I agree with Ben. Um, and pray while it's on by. She's a good bet. Sweet, Nico. Mm. Oh, or maybe yeah, Visanari. Yeah. Visanari, maybe actually. Uh, well, my best bet of the day is Cylinder. My lay is dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Sing for Peace, race four. And my prey is Bless Her. In last at Bendigo. And I'm also praying for Nature Strip to win. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Uh, all right, my best bet comes up in the last at Royal Randwick. Number two, Opal Ridge, will go on with the job. I think she's a very, very talented Rubik filly, and she can win again. Um, hopefully, she can uh, learn to stop laying in so violently. Once she runs straight, she'll be even better. My best each way is Fangirl. There's $10 out there for the Doncaster I think Barry 19 just gives us a better price. Yes, she will have to concede more of a head start, but I'm still pretty keen on her. And my best lay, even though I'm having a sentimental saver on him, I don't think Nature Strip will run top three. <laughs> so lay Nature Strip the place. So um, you're such a fucking fake fan. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I had the bet on with you instead of Stu. Fucking hell. You're lucky, that, the... you're lucky that he's racing this week, not next week. Because if if you were pouring that cold water over him like, next week, you would have kicked me out. You might have got a fucking. You might have got a smack across the ears. I wouldn't have had a bed to sleep in. <laughs> <laughs> you would have been sleeping in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. All right. I looked at that Claire Lindock one, and um, not that I've had a look at the race but the um the as it time goes it, by it was Dave Eustace's best of the weekend Zenzella Zenzella yep $11 chance right well I don't know as time that. goes by is $5 favourite she doesn't have a heart hateful yeah, she looks alright yeah hateful group <sighs> she's looked okay that. in every single start but she doesn't fucking win <laughs> yeah alright let's, no. let's move on to the questions before we wrap up yeah okay a lot of them are about nature ship so we were pretty oh, much already of Already answered them, but I'll, I'll read them out anyway because that's what the punters want to hear. Harry Kent, is Nature Strip done or can he win again? He owns the TJ and everyone will see that come Saturday. So Harry's sticking up for him. 
Max Mini says, can Bot explain his ratings as I'm starting to believe it's all made up? <laughs> what, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> Who said, what, sorry, what was the question? Max I says, can Bot explain his ratings as I'm starting to believe it's all <laughs> is, made up? Is that Max Mini? Yeah, it's Max. No, they're all made up. I just go off the horse's numbers and, and um, I mean, sorry, the, the horse's, uh, horse's name and their colours. The serious answer is, Bot, you use GDX. Yeah. It costs a pretty penny a month. Yeah, but he correct? doesn't want to know that. He doesn't give a shit. Oh, but, but we got to educate. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no, yeah, I use JDX and, and um, punning form. Yeah, beautiful. Max They're Mini, will okay. Nico do a nudie run if NS finishes last? <laughs> He's not going to finish last, so yeah, you can have that. Oh, <laughs> that's right. He won't finish last. We'll oh, hold you to that. Oh. <laughs> Pin that, punters. <laughs> Ryanstagram says, do I put this week's salary on the quaddy and hope the favourites don't win? <laughs> Probably not a bad... Can't bad <laughs> Just go out, field, 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 field. No, don't do that. Is uh, Trent Down says, is the sky the limit for, for Giga Kick and is it the best three-year-old in the country? What do you think? Do we think he owns that title? No, in secret does at the moment. In secret does at the moment? I'm yeah. saying on Saturday he will own the title. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a bit harsh to judge them. Like, this is the first time they've clashed. All right, but the Everest and the TJ Smith are our two best sprint races. Over the last couple of years, they have been the best rating races in the world. There is a case to say Giga Kick could be one of, if not the best sprinter in the world, if he wins on Saturday. Yeah, no shit. So that would make him. I the think best it's unfair to judge him as better than in secret if he beats her once. Mm. I guess I think, her best form I think has you have to have straight. multiple bouts before. Yeah, true. You have that title. I true. don't think it's unfair. You've got, you've got Jack and O there as well, but I think these I think are a little bit better. Yeah. All right. Sam Battleardo, Nick's Bake of the Week needs to be electric. Serious content. Oh, you got a serious bake at the start. And it's been retracted. So, <laughs> full credit, Betsy. <laughs> the bake has been like. retracted. <laughs> Do another one. It's still a fucking rot. <laughs> <laughs> Never happy, Nico. <laughs> and then Luke Malone, 69, says, can that trip turn, his, uh, turn around or is his best passed? Pass. Let's we do hope, a vote. I'm, I'm, saying, I'm saying his best is passed. Nico is saying he can win. Well, Alfred, you're the deciding vote. Any chance nature strip? I don't give a shit. No, I'm joking, I do. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. obviously he's got a chance. He's a chance. Yeah. All right, he's a chance. 2-1 then. I've been outvoted. All right, that's, that'll wrap it up there. Obviously, day one of the championships, four group ones on the card. It's an absolutely outstanding day. And if you're like Bot and you're a bit weird, then you can dip your, <laughs> your toe in at Bendigo as well. I'll be mainly sticking to Ranwick, but... That's it, punters. Thanks, boys. Obviously, we got off to a bit of a, a somber starter, as mentioned. I'm Thunderstruck, has unfortunately passed away. So have a beer for Thunder, and hopefully you can back some wins this weekend. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah.